This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and with me as always are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Jason, Doug, and Mikey. Boys, say hello What's to up? mutant goons from beyond. <laughs> Toxic masculinity, right? Is that... <laughs> Theme for today. Oh yeah! See, we gotta go drill and make phallic symbols and drill into little uh, little holes like the killers in this movie. The do, drill, I think it's their penis. I think that's what they're trying to tell me. <laughs> Uncircumcised. The corkscrew bit. It's like a duck. A duck stick looks like. Oh that. my god! You know what? There are a lot of unshapely dicks in this world, so I think that this is being a phallic symbol. I wouldn't works know out. because I am Sorry, a man Stella's of barking. a certain class. But as someone with your experience may know more about the different sizes and shapes and colors and we all know mikey well, has a cadillac yeah. of penises over here for sure <laughs> yeah, i got the, the porsche it's got the premium. escalade in the front <laughs> and the buick in the back well let me ask you a question though because I've, I've seen it before when i was in new orleans or new orleans the one time Wait, you've seen what before Doug? i see the drill he has here the drills they have vibrators like that that size so i just want to know can a woman actually stick it up there all the way or you know Guys gaping like you, buttholes, like, can you, like, will that drill that size you, fit in? You don't stick a vibrator inside of you. Yeah, but what would you need to drill that, like, I saw a vibrator that size of the drill. You mean a dildo, there's a difference. I don't know, it had, like, little, like little warming beads on there. <laughs> what is going on? Did you say warming, warning okay. beads? No, it's like, it's like, it said warming beads that kind of vibrate and pulsate. I was confused for a second, I was like, you're getting warm that you're about to insert this giant dildo drill inside you. Oh, and then you get like hot M and M's. Yeah, there are um, vibrators, vibrating dildos that have pieces that stick out, and you can stick some of it in you, and like some of it sticks out to like whatever. Why are we discussing this? <laughs> um, you know, and it was weird. I was just watching Seven, and I forgot about the part where the guy fucked her mm. with that like razor dildo thing for the lust yeah. scene, and I'm like, this is. This is horrible. I turned it off. I'm like, I don't remember this, and I don't want to remember it. Yeah, yet. I remember it like, it like zooms in on the camera real quick, or like the picture of uh, it real quick, and I was like, oh, God, that sounds awful. I, <laughs> like, like, you know, I think is that when I was younger, I just glossed over it, but now as an adult, and I'm more cognizant watching that movie, I'm like, never again. So. Oh, that's just every night anyway. at Bar Sinister. So He's, he's okay, literally well, tearing it up. Jason, Whoa. I did not expect that from you. <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> we we just we're discovering so much about jason this week we've seen his old picture oh, and his yeah. uh, long hair of 20 yeah I look like that tom petty what yeah. year was that jason <laughs> yeah that was like 2015 or 2014 i remember i had a, a long time when i had long hair when the tom petty super bowl debacle happened where it froze on him for like a half for a half a quarter of the football game I remember I went to my public speaking class the next day, and my and my teacher walked in and goes, "Hey, I saw you for like thirty minutes last night. I yeah. appreciate that." 2015, Jason <laughs> should definitely be a driller killer in Slumber Party Massacre because he was murdering pussy at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... I bet your Xbox game tag was Pussy Destroyer 69X. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, this is definitely not, <laughs> not an HR, HR episode, so <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your work friends, Mikey. <laughs> oh, my God, that's awful. Anyway, okay, so, I yes, I'm hosting today, so I guess I need to bring us back to, to the topic at hand today. Everybody, we are ta- discussing Slumber Party Massacre from 1982 and Slumber Party Massacre of 2021, and we all know that in both films, there is a prolific, uh, phallic, lovely drill that our murderer, our serial killer, likes to use to insert into his victims. And so I think that discussing phallic symbols in general and just telling you all what that means, because some people don't know what a phallus is. I'm very, like, concerned by that. And a phallus is like a mm-hmm. uh, penis-shaped object, right? So Sure. It it is fitting that a man would use this as a symbol and also as a murder weapon. So I don't know how you guys feel about the murder weapon. It's hands, stupid, but, but iconic. You know. Yeah, it stands out. It's definitely one of the more memorable. I mean, it's more memorable than a machete, which is like half of the, the slashers of this first yeah. wave, you know. 
Yeah, this is kind of, uh, especially with part two, you know, you get the guitar drill, but uh, that's besides the point because we're not talking about part two. But yeah, this is the only movie I know this where is... the killer has a drill. Besides well, Driller Killer. Driller Killer, yeah. This is also yeah. like one of the first slasher movies I know of where the killer never is hidden. You just see him like just a plain psycho. I, well, I guess a maniac, he's out, right? Like you can see him. But this one, yeah, that, and that's another thing. Okay, let's get into the first one, I guess, since we're going to start talking about it now. So, Slumber Party Massacre of 1982, everybody. This was a, surprisingly, a women, a woman center. It's a woman-centered film, but it's also a women-helmed film. We've got Rita Mae Brown wrote the screenplay, and it is directed by a woman. It's directed by Amy Holden Jones. And, you know, again, this is 1982. So we're piggybacking off of like you know the Roger Corman because he's he's involved in this. So we know that there's going to be some sleaze, you know, sleaze involved with this, right? We also know that it's going to kind of piggyback on the success of Halloween, Black Christmas, Friday the Thirteenth, right? Because you know all of these slashers are very prevalent at the time. Just like Mikey said, it's interesting. I don't know if this takes away with it. I wanted to, to hear you to hear your opinions on this. Does the killer being exposed the entire time, does it take away from the scariness of it all, right? Of a, lack of a better term, the horror of it. Like, because we know what he looks like and we see his face. Like, does that take away? Because there's some movies where it's effective. Like, you have a movie like Hush, for example, that came out a few years ago. With Hush, he's masked at the beginning, but eventually he takes yeah. the mask off and he's stalking her, right? So I... You know, I think it's effective in that manner. And in this film, he's he, his face is out the whole time. So I just wanted to hear everybody's opinion on that. You know, I think it works. Him just kind of looking crazy. He's like, he never blinks, I don't think, in this movie. Like, rarely if he does. He's always, and he's very creepy. And it's not, you know, this is never meant to be like a whodunit slasher. It's, it's out in the open the entire time, like you were saying. And I think it works, you know, that this guy is just crazy. You're not going to have to think about who's doing this. This guy's just crazy, and he's murdering folks. But, you know, it opens up with him killing that uh that female repair woman the <laughs> telephone repair woman Who hits on the high school oh. he yeah. hits grabs the her into the van like, the high school boys are hitting on her and she's just letting them she's like oh ha 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 it's like yeah she's like maybe i, I might was like take no ma'am you need to st- like act pretend that you don't like it at least like because she was kind of like into it um <laughs> As far as the creepiness factor goes, I think it works for the movie because it's probably one of the reasons or one of the things people remember about the movie is, oh, that's the one where, like, there's no mask, there's the drill. So I think it works in favor of the movie. But for the scare factor, I think it kind of lowers the scare factor for me. And I know we're not comparing and contrasting just yet, but I feel like it's creepier in the second and the remake than it is in the original because um, even though he is maskless, he does kind of portray himself as psychotic. But sometimes it's a little hokey. But it's 80s. It's schlock. So I wasn't really expecting to get scared anyways. Yeah. Well, the, the, the guy who plays Russ Thorne, the killer, Michael Villella, he read the book Helter Skelter in order to prepare for this role. So he's probably mimicking whatever the hell he read in that book about, you know. Yeah. What's his name? Manson. So, um you know, the budget for this film, $220,000, it made $3.6 million at the box office. Yeah, like, that is really good. Are you fucking serious? Like, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, I'm like, yeah, that can't be real, but, you know, whatever. That's just my, my research, y'all. Um, but it, this opened up in September of 1982 in L.A., November of 1982 in New York City. And from September to November, if you look at the competition, it really didn't have much. Alone in the Dark, I don't really remember that one too much but creep show came out around that time piranha 2 halloween 3 which we all love now but i don't think it was as well received back no. then no they hated it we know it, <laughs> yeah we know it wasn't at uh, amdeville possession i'm sure doug's favorite he loves amdeville oh, yeah especially two, <laughs> is that the one with really the nasty incest like subplot <laughs> gross yeah the incest subplot and isn't the guy that, looks like a fucking pig isn't that a quentin tarantino's like favorite horror film of it is he's fanning his own nuts so. <laughs> <laughs> well and then of course we have uh they actually had a, a an old production of sweeney todd that they released i thought that was interesting i didn't realize it was that old but i guess it is I, who knows i didn't whatever uh but from the rest of the year from 82 some standouts were poltergeist cat people the thing friday the 13th part three class of 1984 i'm sorry the uh 
GTA is going on downstairs. We've got dogs barking. We've got we've got fire engines. People. Oh, that's fine. Uh, Mia T. Curtains is used to that San Pedro life. You know? <laughs> she, she really is. <laughs> you know, of course, you had to put that in the, in the first, the beginning of the trailer, right? So I'm looking at it, like, oh my god. So I just sent it to everybody, and my dad's like, "Why are you touching?" <laughs> your I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm famous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so the rest of the year we have a stranger is watching Basket Case, which we all love. And, and E.T. came out that year, too. So I just thought it was important to kind of look at the competition. We really don't have a lot of really standout horror this year. 81, I feel like it was a good year. But 82, like, kind of fell off yeah, the rails. I don't know. What this is think. kind of like the end of that first wave of slasher movies that came out in the 80s. Uh, there's, you know, with the terror trains and the prom nights and the first Friday the 13th movies that were coming out. This was kind of the end of it until probably I would think like, uh, Elm Street came out. And also Amy Holden Jones turned down the job of editing E.T. to take this movie on, to direct this movie. Oh, both movies with phallic symbols. You get E.T.'s finger. Yeah, but I mean, an editing job versus a directing (laughs) job. I think I'd rather take the directing job. Sure. And she had been looking for a a directing job for a long, for a while, apparently. And then Corman was like, here you go. Take this movie. Just make sure you slam lots of tits in there. She's like, okay, I'll give you a shower scene in the first 10 minutes. Well, That's she even super said gratuitous. that she did the nudity well, scenes kind of a, as a checkbox for what was required for the production by by the men in yeah. charge. But everything else has her, you know, feminine touch to it. And I honestly don't think there's anything unfeminist about showing your boobs on camera. Like, more power to them. I wish more guys showed their dicks on camera. Honestly, with this film, I don't think it's very gratuitous, honestly, and as a woman viewing this. Like, it was funny because I um, I was talking to Joe about something, and uh, I just mentioned, I'm like, I'm watching this fucking movie, and the whole thing is just tits and ass, tits and ass the entire time. And I've seen it before, but I don't remember it being that, you know, that overt. But when you look at Carrie, you watch Brian De Palma's Carrie, and the first two minutes... Every yeah. girl is naked in the shower. Every there's tits and bush and everything just out out there for the world to see. And I'm not saying that that was gratuitous either, but I get why they have these types of scenes because you want the male gaze, but I don't necessarily think they're put there for that reason. And 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 on that note, I'm going to get up and close the door because <laughs> the fucking cops are out there now. I can't. I, I can't. I'll be right back. Well, on that hit, I, I think Carrie's different because uh, just that opening camera shot for Carrie, you know, it's like slow. It's very A24 nowadays for, sure. you, yeah. for you Gen Zers out there. All I can think um, of with the, with the opening Carrie scene is knocked up when they're talking about like, Credit Bush. We got Credit Bush. We never get Credit Bush. You never get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm like, man, this is very artsy. And, you know, I could be drinking a Chardonnay while, while seeing Bush. Um, you know, that's, that's how artsy it is. But where this one here, I feel like it's almost... It's, it's almost so gratuitous it's yeah. funny when I look at the, the shower scene in this movie. You know, like, well, it's this almost one, it's like, like, like a, sure, I'll give you this one, Roger. We all know why we're here. Let's get back into the movie, okay? <laughs> I almost feel like she had the like she had the camera. She's like, okay, you know what, just get it. And, like, it's almost like a thing where it's like, okay, you want it? You want it? Well, here you go. And we're going to zoom in, <laughs> lower pan to the ass. Pan up, pan back down. There you go, Roger. You want there's your there's your ass. You want your ass? There you go. You I hope she ass. just like looked right over to Roger Corbin that day. Is, are you good? Is this good? Is this good? Well, okay. Good. Let's go. Even though it's a shower scene of a bunch of girls, like a lot of them, you don't see anything. And I actually read that a, a lot of girls actually taped their nipples, um, put tape over their nipples so they wouldn't be like exposed like that. So you do see some breasts, mainly like the main characters, but like the background girls. They didn't want to be like, you know, caught with their nipples out, so they actually covered them in the event that they had to like turn around or something. I always forget Brink Stevens is, is in this movie. Uh, whenever I see it, I was like, "Oh, look at you! This is your first uh, horror movie. You'll be making a lot of these, and you'll be I naked know, a lot in so the movie too." Like, it's one of those things because I'm so used to seeing her now in the movies and in pictures that are you know always around social media about her right now. And when you see this movie, you're like, is that her? Because it's like, she's, she's like yeah. super beautiful. And she's still, you know, a, a lovely woman, but she is of a certain age. Um, but to see her this young, yeah. you know, she was amazing to look at. Yeah, I, I was in a movie called It Wants Blood with her. And she was like, the she was like my AA <laughs> sponsor in the movie. So 
If you see It Wants Blood, I have a scene with her. That's pretty. Was that's she pretty nice? Cool. Did you talk to her at all? She was nice. Yeah, she was chewing me out for eating a candy. I I think it was a candy bar or something. I can't remember. I only seen. I imagine once. her being super nice. <laughs> but yeah, so you get you get it all here too. But yeah, one, one thing I want to say too, like uh, like like for this killer here. I always thought that it made people in Canada scarier because now instead of, you know, with Michael Myers, you got the mask. And this one, you get so much denim, everyone in Canada is afraid because like, oh, my God, that looks like me. <laughs> oh, that Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, the, and that's the thing. Like, this is like quintessentially 80s, you know, especially when you look at um, you look at just a few years before that Friday 13th. Everything still feels very 70s. I feel like once we get to this film, like the hair, the outfits, the makeup feels much more 80s once we start getting into this i don't know how you guys feel about that but especially like you know look at some of the actresses behind me or whatever and it's just i i don't know i feel that this one in my personal opinion it's it's short it's only 76 minutes it's a it's it's not really a slow burn i don't want to say it's a slow burn i think we could have done without the teacher and all her random ass parts in it the the tone of the movie and everything it, it it, it generally is a scary I mean there's funny parts in it but I think it's scary like I think there was one part I screamed at when he's chasing the one chick at the beginning who's behind uh, Doug that yeah. scene is a really good chase scene and I you know and we don't really have too many of those after that I, I don't think we really have any chase scenes that are like that no because the rest of it just takes yeah, I don't think you really get anything this. until it's the yeah. new girl getting chased at the end and in between that it's very hack and slashy which is something that I also think is kind of hokey so another reason why I don't think it was too scary doesn't mean it's not a good movie it's just you're dead you're dead you're dead Oh, well, when she's eating the pizza, for example, like, <laughs> so it's a dead guy's pizza. We paid for it and I'm hungry. So. But this was the reason I watched this movie at the beginning, because I was reading an article on Bloody Disgusting and I can't remember. I think Megan Navarro wrote it. I can't remember now who wrote it, but they were talking about the surprisingly feminist aspects of Slumber Party Massacre and, you know, and the, and the, the horror comedy elements of it. Because I think that I was reading something earlier today that it was meant to be a horror comedy and then they didn't want her to direct it that way. But elements of it still shone through. Like when the one chick is in the elevator and the sister's opening it and she's like falling out. (laughs) You mean the refrigerator? The pizza guy's hilarious. The refrigerator. (laughs) You said elevator. Yeah, right? You said elevator. (laughs) Uh Oh, how many drinks are you into, Aid? I'm I'm the third white claw in. Okay, refrigerator, not elevator. Excuse me, I guys. I just recorded another podcast before this, so now I'm just like, okay, yay. But when she's in the refrigerator and the sister opens it up and she's yeah. falling out, like that is the funniest fucking shit. Like I love that. <laughs> I think that's so cute. I don't know. Yeah, and another thing, that. like I know you said it's not as creepy, but for me, I don't know if it was just. But uh, my grandma back in Ohio when I was growing up in Ohio, she had a house that looked just like this. And like that, that ugly carpet and that seventies smell. And I, I like that. Like, like, see, like in the back of your picture, eight. It's the, it's the three girls in the kitchen. All the lights are on in the kitchen. You know what I mean? So I think that's creepy because they could just be anytime. You know what I mean? It's like you. Uh, it reminded me a lot of um, what I used to find really fucking creepy. And, and the lights were on in that apartment was Trilogy of Terror. Do you remember the Zuni doll where it's chasing? Um, oh. Yeah, Karen Black around the apartment. <laughs> That's what, that is so scary. Yeah, and then that's like how the, the lighting is in this too, where it's like that ugly 70s look, but all the lights are on in the kitchen. It's just, I don't know, that's creepy to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that there's a lot of good elements in the in the film that obviously are taken from other slashers. But the fact, I'm just excited that the fact that this was directed and written by women, I don't really think we get too much of that, with the exception of, you know, Halloween and Deborah Hill. But obviously, she's working with John Carpenter. It's not just her alone, right? So with the exception of that, I just think it's important that we recognize this film because, you know, we are dealing with women. And I feel like if, if women have to expose women naked and, and expose them in these in these very vulnerable ways, that women should be involved in the making of it, right? Exactly. Like, I, you know, we're seeing this through a woman's lens. It's not just... You know, they're trying to say it's so about the male gaze, which I totally understand. I can totally see why people would think would be so turned off by this film now. But if you think about it, it's not really, you know, whatever it is, what it is like when we are women as women, this is what women do. Like they're all getting undressed in front of each other and getting ready. Like 
that's what we do. I did that the other day. I just went to Tampa with my girlfriend to go see Rob Zombie. And we were getting undressed in the room together. And we were both naked. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, that's what women do. Like, it's not out of left field that these things happen. I mean, obviously, zooming in on her tits and staying on her ass. A that's exactly that's what, how exactly Age looked at her friend. Gonna have some issues. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, does this nipple look bigger than this one? <laughs> Another thing that, that's funny, you mentioned that too, because what Slumber Party Massacre, and I saw this when I was like six years old. And, and I even at like at that younger age, maybe, no, maybe when I was like 10, um, that's when I started realizing it. But I'm like, this was really wit- written by women because there's there's dialogue in this that just feels so natural. Like the, the l- younger sister at the other house that's reading oh, yeah. like the Playgirl magazine. <laughs> like I just feel like that's, no- that's what makes it entertaining with these characters because it's just – like everyday conversation, they're like he, she's like, oh, should I go check on them? You just want to go over there so you can show off your hair in a bun, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's that's very. I've heard that conversation before, you know. Yeah, it's it's cute with the dynamic between the sisters and all of that. I think it's very, you know, that's how yeah. it is. I think it's a little bit more natural than in the new one. But anyway, I'm sorry. No, and like the whole franchise is directed by women. The third one's not really. I mean, it's directed by a woman, but it's still it's pretty cheesy and. Uh, it's not really any kind of feminist thing. There's a pretty sure there's a sexual assault in that one, uh, but the whole franchise was is kind of built on you know being written and directed by women, mm-hmm. and of course the remake they were getting to soon was also written and directed by women. Yeah, I think I remember seeing this like 16 to the first time when I was like on HBO late <laughs> at night or something, and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is awesome. The biggest thing for <laughs> me uh, that I like about this movie is it's not a traditional like final girl at the end. Um, just the the way the characters are set up is unconventional so you have the new girl that shows up and she's getting made fun of but like she's not the main character and the main character has friends and then you have the the new girl's little sister and like while everything is going down the new girl is still a character but like from across the street so at the end it's almost like the girls were able to overcome this together because you have three girls that survive not just the typical one I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but I always kind of like when it's like not the traditional like final girl or like one girl and one guy that survive at the end. Sure, sure, absolutely. And like in the, I guess the real final girl, like she's out of it for most of the movie. She's yeah. just kind of like across the street. She doesn't know anything that's going. She just happens to like, oh, let's go. I hear something. Let's go check out on this these yeah, girls the that are hanging out right now. Doesn't really do shit whenever it comes down to it. She's just like, uh, no, she's just chastising her little sister yeah. for looking at Playgirl magazines um, all day. I will, this goes back a little bit, but I was going to say I did notice. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was, but I think that they took a lot of cues from Halloween in the walking scenes because these girls walk home from school. And I'm like, this is just like Halloween. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say a bold statement here. I actually prefer this movie over the original Halloween. Like, I just find it more entertaining. And it's 77 Hang on, how do I minutes. Kick Doug out of the oh. chat room? I'm just gonna- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Podcast is effectively well, over forever. Well, we, we well Doug has said on the show before that he does not prefer the first Halloween. That is okay, Doug. We will not judge you too harshly for that. I'm, I'm a Halloween How, two and three guy, so. Yeah, and, and I get it because the first one, I was still kind of feeling around with how they wanted to do it, you know, do this. But in the same vein, at Slumber Party Massacre and the first Friday the 13th, they all have that very kind of, kind of slow... Like it takes them a while to get yeah. to what they need, where they need to be, right? Like they they spent a lot of time in the a, with Slumber Party Massacre with the two sisters going back and forth and talking and and you know they're trying to develop characters here, but there was just so many characters because I get it, they wanted to pick everybody off, right? Which is a really good effective way. Okay, we're gonna have all these characters, so we have all of these people to kill, which is fun. But now that we have all these characters, I think they spent a lot of time for all of us to get to know every fucking character. Like, we didn't need to know. The only character they really didn't even focus on was, you know, um, the black girl. And, you know, she was the only one that didn't have the black girl and the, the two behind me, the one that was in the refrigerator, not the elevator. Those two had, like, no kind of backstory. But everybody else had a backstory. The bitchy girl had a backstory <laughs> with her ugly ass boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, you could do better than him. And then we had, we had a backstory with the two pervert guys watching them in the windows. 
we had backstory with them. We had backstory with uh, the the main girl Trish, and you know she's trying to be grown up, so she throws her Barbie doll away. Um, you know, like all this shit. We have a backstory with the new girl who's too tall and better at basketball than all of them, and she's got a sister, and for some reason her parents aren't home either. We have a backstory with a fucking pervy ass neighbor who's like hanging out in the house yeah. when she gets home. Like, what the fuck is that? Who, was he a like, pervy neighbor? Like, uh, yeah. I- I don't know. I, thought, I, thought, I don't yell. I go back and forth on that guy. Is he pervy or is he just like a neighborly neighbor who kills snails randomly in the middle of the night? I don't. I don't know yeah, he's like, how I'm I feel a snail about him. Killer. <laughs> he tells her parents, he's like, "Don't worry, I'll make sure the girls don't get into any trouble." Like, like no, you just need to make sure the house doesn't get burned down and nobody <laughs> yeah. gets, you know, like nobody's, you know like, what I mean? Well, there is like, that that's weird a- comment that he makes. He's like, he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll leave as long as you don't tell your parents that I scared you." But I don't remember him ever well, he shows her. No. There's going to be a Dateline he documentary about that guy he... soon enough. <laughs> yeah, well, when she when she got home, he was in the house. So she there's a lot of moments in the movie where you think the killer is there and it's not. Red herring. One of those. I forget what that's called. Yeah, the red herrings. Have you red seen Sleep with, or uh, Slumber Party Massacre 3, by the way? No. There is a scene that tops that guy. That's why, like, I, I watched Slumber Party Massacre three last night, which is a great movie, by the way. Like, actually, I think it's creepier nowadays than it was back then. But there's a character that's the same red herring that stays in the house, and I'm like, oh my god, this they should make a movie about this, this guy is so fucking creepy. Oh yeah, that neighbor herring. like with the long hair and like the the, the he's <laughs> super creepy. Yeah, yeah, and he's just standing there. He's like, uh, do you want me to leave or, or, or like stay here? Uh, I know it's an open house. I like this house. I have a telescope I, I like that I'm going to watch you a little bit later with. Yeah, and he's like licking his lips and stuff. He looks like the the teacher from Beavis and Butthead, the one like Mr. Van Dries. Oh, the one they're always yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but 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 that's what I'm saying. And the killer in the third one is an incel. Yeah. So yeah, he's so so it's even scary. It's like a guy from Reddit coming down saying, "Ah, oh, women are bitches. Oh. I'm going to murder women." Oh boy. So. <laughs> well, you know what it reminded me of was that guy. And he turned out to be the killer in Blood Harvest. That's who he reminded me of. And Doug, you know Blood Harvest, that shitty neighbor. The clown? Blood. Not the clown, the the brother. It's been a long time since I watched that Blood was Harvest. Feeling of the girl on the couch. I thought I thought you guys did an episode. I thought we we have an episode on Blood Harvest with Doug and Jake. And Doug's looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I, I think I did do Blood Harvest. I, I, all these movies are starting to run together, but I think I know. You did. <laughs> Paul's. Is that the one with the scarecrow? No, <laughs> it's got it. Tiny Tim moving in. Moving on from Blood Harvest. Yeah. Oh, Blood Harvest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm thinking of like a Scarecrow. You think of Dark like, Harvest? No. Yeah, that's the one with the uh, with the uh, marvelous Mervo. Yeah, exactly. That's Blood Harvest. Marvelous Mervo. That's my name. See, I remember these movies. I just gotta like knock it in the ca- file cabinet up here. Your brain is just trash juice at this point. <laughs> it is trash juice. <laughs> so. Oh God, no! Because I saw I saw Doug's face. I'm like, why is he looking? Because I remember. When we had to do that movie, and Jake's like, all right, this is a fun one. Go ahead and watch it. And that was when I first started recording with y'all, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And I hated it so much, and I'm like, what the Oh, I fuck? love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about a movie it like Dark the... Harvest, because that's, that's the one that came to mind. Yeah, Blood that's Harvest, the one with yeah, Scarecrow, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one with the Scarecrow. No, the Blood Harvest. It is so one. rapey and cringy and just overall and tiny terrible. tim's not even like, the killer in that no no he's not even the killer it's that creepy guy who looks like the neighbor from slumber party massacre see it's all coming around right <laughs> yeah so. it is well i thought this guy this guy looks like so like every disney dad i've ever seen well <laughs> that speaking neighbor. of being too rapey oh, there God. is a revenge movie out there a female revenge movie that does not involve rape finally and that is 2021's Slumber Party Massacre remake. <laughs> oh, thank you for a segue. I was literally just about to segue us in there, but Mikey did it. Now, now thank let you, me just Mikey. say, because I, I feel like I'm one of these skeptics here. When Slumber Party Massacre remake came out and I saw it was through Sci-Fi Channel, um, I was just like, oh, here we go. I'm going to go wax my character, like fanning my nuts to this shit here. It's going to be PG-13 garbage. It's going to be ultra... Um, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with preachiness, but when it's going to be overly preachy, I'm just like, oh, here we go. It's just going to be preaching to the masses, PG-13. I watched it for this recording here. I paid five ninety nine for the rental. Holy shit. I think I like this one Thank more than the, or, than the I original will, one. I'm going to say something <laughs> very pointed. This is the best sci-fi original film they have ever made. You know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, yeah. I think I actually like 
the Leprechaun uh, re, uh, requel. What are they doing? Legacy? Are they calling them Legacy sequels now? Is that what they call them now? Oh, yeah, okay. Sci-Fi did that, that one too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was the same guy that did uh, uh, okay, well, the Void. Okay, well, yeah, it's and Psycho Goreman, right? Close, but Leprechaun yeah. didn't have these men shown behind me. <laughs> That's very true. That is very <laughs> so, true. So I would like to clarify: this is not an actual shot-by-shot remake. Thank God. This to me is what a remake should be, where they have a lot of parallels with the original, but they make their own movie about it, and. When I first saw it, I kind of was just like, because I saw it a long time ago, and I put it on, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I need something to go to sleep, whatever, let's watch this. And as I was watching it, I was getting more and more excited to talk to someone about this, to only find out that no one else has seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you want to know what? This movie is, is kind of hard to find, because on Roku... Um... Every, anytime I look for Slumber Party Massacre, it shows the poster for the remake, and then it goes to the original one. And then to find the Blu-ray of this, it's like 20 bucks somewhere, and you can only buy it online. It, it's super weird. It's like they're trying to hide it away. But honestly, no, this movie blew me. I watched it with Yahira. We watched them mm-hmm. both back-to-back, the original and the remake. And she even said, oh, wow, the, the remake was yeah. much more enjoyable, <laughs> um, like more entertaining. But wow, holy shit, this movie got grabbed me by the balls and – that the, the twist we'll get to eventually, but this this like Mikey said, this is how you do a fucking remake. You change it up, but you pay homage to one, two, and three. You know the other ones, and you, you don't uh, you don't say, oh, the first the original movie sucks. Yeah. So I'm gonna do my own version of it, <laughs> yeah. like they did with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. You know what I mean? The director hated the original Nightmare on Elm Street. But you don't do that shit. You pay yeah. respects to the original movies. For sure. I mean, look at look at for something like Wrong Turn, for example. It is not a Wrong Turn movie. That that remake was a. You know, complete fucking. The thing is, I, I didn't yeah. enjoy it because it wasn't a wrong turn movie, right? Like, if it would have been another any other movie, I would have been happy with it. With this one, I loved it. I thought it was great. I I had a few issues with it, only that it was. Um, I I did think it was a little long. I don't know how you guys felt. That was the only thing. It was a little long. Like it felt like two separate films. And it really was. It was. It was two. It was actually three separate films. You have the beginning, that sort of pay homage to the old one, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the whole thing with the girls going to the cabin, and then you find out it's like a whole meta thing. They are trying to lure the killer back to them, and the little sister just happened <laughs> to sneak into the car, dumbass. Whatever. And that's my thing with her. And I'm like, you know what? You gotta stop complaining. You wanted to be here and the girls are having a good time. You're on the couch rolling your fucking eyes and being a little bitch. No. You snuck into the car, drink your beer and shut the fuck up. And then... (laughs) That annoyed me. I don't know why. And then... um, But I really liked paying homage to Jake now. The juxtaposition, if we're gonna juxtapose both films, the fact that they kind of turned it on its head is very self-aware. We're not focusing on tits and ass in this movie we're focusing on abs and ass and you know of the if we look behind mikey on the video you will see that there are gorgeous men in this one with good bodies and seemingly good asses maybe we didn't see is that guy one and guy two guy one and guy two are dead (laughs) but i'm a i i (laughs) oh well guy two was a little they were fluffy i Guy too was not my favorite. Um, so yeah. when he died first, I didn't um, feel too badly. But <laughs> and guy, guy one was a prick. Well, it was funny because when I first saw this, <laughs> it was on demand on Sci-Fi, and the hot nerd guy who has a shower scene. <laughs> so this is how you can tell I'm actually a man. They blurred out his ass. They showed this the scene, but they blurred out his ass because it was cable. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like the hottest thing I've seen in like four months and you're going to blur it. So that's why I bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, the Blu-ray, oh, you could God. see anal camel to like, you could see in oh. there. It's like, it's like a prostate exam. Oh, yeah. He's like totally. But, and that's the thing is that um, with this one, I know Doug said it was hard to find. You can, I did look today. You can look at it if you have a uh, premium Julio, Julio. Premium Hulu subscription. You can watch it for free if you have Hulu, the premium version. But I actually paid ninety nine cents for it on Prime, but I think it had some credits because you know <laughs> yeah. I, I let them deliver. Yeah, my those, shit those late, digital so credits, credits come in handy. Because <laughs> I don't want them. I yeah, I, I don't want them shitting on my lawn because they, <laughs> they can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> I paid five ninety nine for that shit. 
so. I mean, it, hey, it's good I, shit. I was mad at first. I'm like, Ugh. like okay. But what I'll say is, like, when I was renting, I'm like, ah, it's just all the same old stuff, just with a newer camera. And um, the killer was just kind of like, hi, you're pretty. Like, the oh, killer was creepy I, in this one, I thought. That, well, they actually did yeah. all the same lines. Um, yeah, from I the original. Yeah. the cinematography and the new one. When they have, like, the wide shot of the cabin and the fog, as it pans, you can tell that the fog is CGI, but that initial shot, I was like, oh, that's really pretty. Like, I thought they did really well with the cinematography here, and it was filmed in South Africa. It's a pandemic movie, because the only thing missing from this movie, like every other requel, is a lack of stars from the first. And they were talking to people to come to South Africa to be in it, but because of COVID, people weren't allowed to travel, which is why there's no original stars from the first one in the remake. Yeah, I saw like, the director said yeah. she was the only person that came that was yeah. not from South Africa yeah. that was working on this movie. I think she's Canadian, I, I believe, is when so. she, where she is. Yeah, they could travel a little bit better because they handled the pandemic a little bit better <laughs> than we did in America. But that's a, <laughs> like, that's a different podcast. Uh, but the the uh, <laughs> the beginning of this movie, I really, really liked the first like 10 minutes of this movie. And, of course, when she killed the uh, the, the killer... When she killed him, and he, he fell into the water, and then the we got the title card. I was like, that's a really cool shot. I really like that too. It has the original music too. So if you like that, the little Casio keyboard music is in here. Very eighties, yeah. And so I think they did a really good job at sort of paying homage to the old one while creating something that was fresh and new. And it, you know, it could have been very yeah, woke and preachy. I don't think it is. Well, and I don't have a problem with I, woke and preachy. I just have a, a problem when it's constantly like, like, like Halloween Kills, for example. Uh, and that's not being woke and preachy, but I'm, the way it's written. Oh, this time forty years ago. Do you remember? Like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. We're not fucking stupid. We're watching a fucking movie. Don't keep repeating the same shit. The, you know? the only time this movie so. got kind of woke and preachy it was a total joke. Is when he was like, uh, and you're trying to get rid of the the female, the the male gender. Oh. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't yeah. have said oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that they, that felt like it was written by Twitter arguments. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it was a total but joke. It just, but it was like, I just kind of laughed. And then of course it was pretty funny because he just like takes the keys and fucks off in the movie for the rest of the time. I was like, you know what? This is a horror movie. <laughs> I'm kind of with that. I'm kind of with it. <laughs> well, and that's I like that because he makes that comment, right? And and or no, she tells him, oh, you know, that was really sexist, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, right? Like, which I thought was cute. I don't think it was really. I yeah. think that was just meant to be funny. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Like you guys said, and I love that he left because at this point she's relying on him, right, to help her, and he doesn't. And now she just really has to rely on herself. And I think that that is very effective in that way because most of the time, I, you know, as women, we're taught, and this is how women are raised. I mean, it's how it is. I, Mikey, I'm not saying you're raising Livia to be this way, but I'm just saying we were raised to always have to rely on a guy. Like, if somebody knocks on the door late at night, my first instinct is look at Dan, get your ass up and go get the door. Like, I'm not going to go get the door because I don't want to fucking die. So, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's an inherent way of, I need to get out of that, right? Because I can answer the door. No one's going to, I mean, you can try to kill me. <laughs> good but luck. Whatever. Um, <laughs> my, good luck. Because I'm going to put up a big fucking fight. My thing is, is that, um, like, inherently, she she goes back into that into, and regresses into that where I need, I need him. I need his car. I need him. And when he goes... I think that something clicks in her because she's making these speeches throughout the movie that we can do this, we can, we can fight these this guy, and they do, they succeed, they get him. And the twist, you know, spoiler alert, obviously, and we can talk about the twist later, but you know, there is a twist and there's absolutely no. So that's where the third movie comes in. So after they kill Russ Thorne, who is so fucking creepy <laughs> yeah. in this fucking yeah. movie with his eyes? Yeah, and he, he like has like, this. What was the reason? He, oh, because he got hit. So in the beginning, he gets yeah. hit in the neck with a boat oar, and he has like yeah. a like. So now his. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this what you always wanted? Was that ableist? Like no, no. He, he, in fact, he looked like um. He looked and he talked like the guy from South Park, the one that gets uh, the one that's like, damn it, Mimsy. Like, oh, that's like what he reminded the me steroid of. dealer. The steroid dealer, yeah, and he has like the same look, like like they, they basically that's what he modeled after. Yeah. So, well, I kind of wanted to see. Let me know if I'm missing anything because I did love that they did pay homage to so many things from the original one. So the things that I caught were 
of course the driller killer is there and then we have the guitar drill the cameo of the guitar which has a little but respectable part in the film Mm -hmm. and then we have the little sister which Mm -hmm. runs parallel to the little sister in the original one the chick in the beginning had the same nightgown on Mm -hmm. as the one in the refrigerator in the old one yeah the the blue usa jersey Jersey. is that the one that's like space baby or something so yeah i i watched them back at back to back for that reason because i wanted to make sure that i saw the little you know tidbits and then trish trish is the, the main chick in yeah, the old they, one, and they, then Trish um, is the mom in the new they one. They interchange names with all the characters. All the characters have recycled names from the first one. Um, and then they, they castrate the drill. <laughs> that happens in both, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the machete. Yeah, it's shot for shot. When guy one dies, it's shot for shot from when one the, of the characters In between the leg shot the with the one. guy, which I just love that they replace yeah. the girls with guys. And it's funny because they don't politicize it. It's literally the characters just fall into place. Like the girls are like the strong hunters looking for the murderer. And the guys, <laughs> they even have a pillow fight. They just, and they're not feminine about it. Like, and it's not too outlandish to be unbelievable because I have friends that are fucking this stupid that would be doing stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wanted I to hang out with those guys playing beer pong and then having the, the pillow fight. I mean, granted, yeah, I'm not going to be able to shred the pillow. Like, that's, that is dumb, but I was thinking about it, like, you know what? My friends have done dumber stuff that we know we can't do, but um, it's like, you're bored, you're drunk, yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere. What can, we, what can we do to entertain ourselves? Let's just shred a pillow real quick. And then, of course, that eventually turns into them throwing feathers at each other and giggling yeah, at how and stupid it was so they funny. are. And then the pizza um, was a huge part in the first one and this one. Like, they really highlighted pizza. <laughs> yeah, he, I was when the, 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 uh, the, the geeky guy just grabbed a slice of pizza and ate it randomly when they went over to visit them. I was yeah. like, look at you. But then he pizza. freaks out because hey, he sees all the do. knives and he's so. like, they're men killers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that and that's the thing is that the men in this movie are not typical, you know, to, not the typical tropes of men who would normally be in these types of films. You know, they they are they are genuinely scared of these women, and they're they're scared of what the women, you know, pose. And it's just funny. And I just I they don't do it overtly. Like it's very all of these things are subtle. And then like Mikey said, they're to your point. Everything is very naturally progressing. Which is how, when you deal with these types of issues, and if you want to showcase these issues without sounding preachy and woke, this is the way that you need to do it. And for a fucking sci-fi original yeah. movie, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, this was great. Yeah, take it from me. Like, I was I was actually like, ah, well, they're remaking Slumber Party Massacre. Why? It doesn't need to be remaking. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no point on it. But when I watched it, I'm like, this is better than the original one. And, um... Uh, I thought it was funny that the guys, you know, uh, nerdy white guys. Well, the one guy, the uh, the uh, the this one? guy. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he was. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Hispanic, but I thought I thought it was funny that they all had a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, they were obsessed with the podcast. I go, oh my god, of course. And now we're going to talk about it because we were a podcast, right? It's like, so yeah, cool because it's, so it's modern. It's something that applies <laughs> to this day, and you know, and it's. There's no toxic toxic masculinity with these guys, so you don't hate them. Um, it's just, I, I really liked it. Yeah, and, and one thing I noticed, too, because I, I was thinking about it, because I, I listen to, like, a lot of true crime podcasts at work, too. And, you know, like, these podcast people, or just anyone in general, you know, like, especially Netflix, they, they, they make like, these serial killers, like, infamous. They're like, oh, you know, look at this serial. Richard Ramirez, da-da-da-da-da. So imagine if these killers were still alive. Would people be afraid of them? Like that, like if you were doing a whole bunch of research on them, and then you end up going to like this this uh, cabin, and you meet the serial killer that you've been talking about for years on a podcast, would you be afraid, or would you be like, "Oh my god, I'm a huge fan"? I think it would be you like know? that. I, I movie thought about that. The so I'm like, where they're like super mm. into it, and then at the end it flips, oh. and they're actually the victims. Yeah, this is a bad idea. <laughs> well. We actually we uh, Jake interviewed oh, the, behind the, the actor from yeah. that film, so that was that was interesting. Yeah, so yeah. you can listeners out there go go listen to the archives. It's in there, the Rise of Leslie Vernon. I, yeah, exactly, and you know, and that's the thing. It's like it, it's just one of those. I I don't know why I keep saying meta. Is it meta? Yeah, this one gets a little meta. Um, especially yeah. the I think I kind of have an issue with with this movie. I didn't issues on the right word, but I didn't really care for because I thought it was kind of forced. It was like. They were pretending to be like, uh, like 
you know, horror movie tropes at the beginning. Like, one was the ditzy girl and the slutty girl and the, you know... And then you find out later that they were just playing parts. I just couldn't really figure out why they needed to, other than the it movie really kind reminded, of demanded it. It reminded it's me a, a movie. lot of Cabin in the Woods, how they, they have to set the scene mm-hmm. for their audience. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of movies, or there's a short film I know where, like, the, this girl's trying to hide, or this girl's trying to kill a killer. And, and every time she needs him to show up, she does these things. And one was like, invite a go- guy to over to hook up, drink beer. And like, she keeps having to do these things to bring the killer back to try to kill him, but he keeps escaping. So like, the more time goes on, the faster she gets everything done. Like the guy comes over, she makes out with him real quick. She chugs a beer then the killer shows up. So it kind of reminded me of, of those things, but I wasn't too mad at it. Um, the only thing that I did find a little unbelievable was that the little sister knows the older sister's friends. And like you said, there was the girl who was like playing ditzy, but as soon as it was uncovered, which by the way, in case you don't know of people that are listening, the main girl is the daughter of a girl that was previously attacked by the killer. So they go and re reimagine or like redo the whole scene that happened to her mother so that the killer comes and they can secretly have a plan to kill him. So when it's revealed that that's the case, the ditzy girl all of a sudden isn't ditzy anymore. And I'm like, well, how come the younger sister didn't clock it and be like, why are you acting so stupid? Well, she was kind of like, she's like, oh, you guys are going to go up and do drugs. Yeah. Right? I want to go do drugs, too. <laughs> you know, but they're like, we're not doing drugs. We're going to go kill this killer. Yeah. We've been planning it for years, you know. <laughs> and, and then there was something with it. the brownies, too. I remember. The, well, the, I remember the girl ends up throwing up with the brownies. That was like me when I had that spicy chicken <laughs> yeah. sandwich. And they like, were uh, so I felt that it. Was also kind of a callback <laughs> for the first 10 minutes. The They had brownies, too, and they were also made sick. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, she got sick from the cookies, not the brownies. Oh, the oh, okay. Yeah, it was the cookies. Yeah, from the cookies. Oh. And, but that's how we knew that that it wasn't the killer, and that's why I knew the old lady was all fuck kinds of. Fucked Did anybody up, else right? kind of think like this is just as much of a Friday the Thirteenth remake as the Slumber of the Party massacre remake? The, that's what I was thinking. Like we've got Pamela Voorhees over here. This motherfucking bitch is like defending her shitty ass son for killing, and she's like, "Well, I told you to stay inside. It's your fault because you're flaunting yeah. yourself." Yeah, it's like your fault because like, you want to dress in front of the window and dance. I'm like. This is this is the moms of those of those sons that are like, oh, I got it. I know it will get laid with me. Which is just <laughs> you know? funny so because the people that were really doing the, all yeah. that were the guys. But I will say the one thing that makes me cringe in movies, and I know why they were doing it, but then they also do it again afterwards, is when the characters have like a five people dance party when a song comes on. I'm sorry, that never happens. <laughs> I was yeah. No. I've never seen that before. I didn't, you know. Girl, but like, <laughs> that was very like early two thousands, yeah. Mary York Jane Ashley movie type shit. And I'm like, oh, they're all dancing. I know. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like getting up and dancing in front of the TV because Dan was at home and nobody cares. So you know, I'm okay. Just, well, like, maybe maybe I just like, misunderstand women because like, age just <laughs> proved the point that a woman will dance by herself if a music comes on. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> She's over there doing the Carlton in front it's of the really TV. It's really sad, I know. <laughs> yeah. I am. Well, that's okay. Oh, no, I'm, doing, I'm Elaine. Yeah. Aid's doing the Elaine dance, and the three of us are ripping oh, pillows. Oh, yeah, the pillow yeah. thing is definitely believable. Hey, bro, can you break this pillow with your hands? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I 100% yeah. believe that. So, I mean, this one, this one was a lot of fun. If we look at the statistics really quick before we go, I mean, this uh, 2021 was a good year. And I think this is why for me it flew under the radar because we had so many, you know, it was right after after the pandemic and we've got, you know, things to look forward to again, right? So the competition for this one, we had Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, the same month. It was Um, terrible. All my friends are, I didn't see that one. I have no idea. I've only seen the first one. (laughs) Oh, you know, I I don't care. I mean, I don't mind the paranormal well, see, activities. The thing is, I really I love don't. Them. But there's too many. And, and so the reason why I verbally show my disgust to this one is because it was garbage, Mama. <laughs> so it's just basically okay, paranormal well, activity probably... revelations. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Bless his heart. Okay. Um. So we also have uh, All My Friends Are Dead, which I really liked the cover, but I don't know the movie. Antlers came out. Fuck that movie. Last Night in Soho, which I hear was horrible, too. But I love Anya Joy Taylor. What the hell her name is? Anya Taylor Joy. Wasn't that Edgar Wright? Didn't he do that movie? 
I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to be like a yeah. whole thing with that one, and and it just flopped. So who the hell? I think knows? it was just him fanning his own nuts. He's like, oh, look how good my camera work is. Nah, it happens. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like people get too up their own ass. Like, let it go. Um, Horror Noir, which is an AMC original, which I wanted to include that one because it wasn't just sci-fi that was creating original horror films. AMC was doing the same. Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Part 2, which I believe Micah was talking about about Part 1, saying it was good, and Part 2 came out this time. Night Teeth, which I really want to watch, which I think should be another um, Call Your Ghoul Friends episode. Because it's about these two female vampires, and they like take their Uber driver on this like I know. hellish night, and it looks like a lot of fun. Like it looks like it looks like a Ghoul Friends movie. I mean, you know, guys totes, have to watch it. I, I think down. it looks like a lot of fun though. Um, totes, totes. Okay, <laughs> and then we have Halloween Kills. Uh, <laughs> hate it, hate it. Oh, oh my god, do I, did I hate that, that movie? <laughs> no, it did not. And. My thing is, is there was a I lot of know. good violence in that movie, but if they had <sighs> just taken out Anthony Michael Hall, what the fuck? But we're not going to talk about that. Well, anymore. let me ask you a question. They, Did you like Anthony Michael Hall, or would you prefer? Um, uh, who's the kid from Terminator Two? Like, who would you rather see him on the big? Edward screen? Furlong. Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. Or, Edward Furlong goes suck a fucking dick with his fat. Well, oh, Edward Furlong him. is like the equivalent of uh, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. They needed. They needed like, to bring back this guy Paul Rudd and get rid of that stupid chant, and it would have been fine. Exactly. If if Paul Rudd had came back, I would have trusted Paul Rudd to be like, "This is stupid. Let's try something else." Yeah, but he hasn't <laughs> aged since that fucking movie, so nobody would believe. Fine, bring back. That, that was Tommy so, Just make me have a mess in my seat the whole time at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, With his bad God, bedhead haircut. That would haircut. be so great. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't have it Ugh. anymore. Okay. That's enough about um, Halloween Q. Because I really okay. hate that we're movie. Tri- we're triggering Jason. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. VHS 94. There's someone inside your house. And Val. Val I actually really want to see. It's like this demon who keeps this guy like prisoner in his home but she's like fabulous and i'm like oh my god i love it because i feel like that's how dan thinks that i am <laughs> um and then for the rest of the year we have malignant Candyman, dash cam fear street 94 candy um escape room tournament of champions old lamb the conjuring the devil made me do it don't breathe Two intrusion a classic horror story prisoners um in the ghost land adam's family too those stupid ass cartoon ghostbusters afterlife wrong turn Didn't spree come out the forever purge the, that which uh, one? joe keery like uber driver where he's killing everybody Didn't that oh come out? probably that movie actually I, creeped yeah. me out yeah spree was creepy i like joe keery he's adorable anyways well but, in conclusion know, 2021 was a voice. shitty ass mo- year for movies yeah like especially considering the fact that we're coming out of the pandemic let's get some i mean I think we had, we also oh, had I take it back. the Night House. Did <laughs> technically, technically the Night House was released that year, but it actually came mm-hmm. out the year before. At yeah, Festival, I guess the biggest so. horror movie that came out last last year was that Conjuring movie, but that movie sucks too. Like it was really oh, bad. It was I mean, the other three are fine. I'm not a big like Haunted House person fan, but like, those they're fine. You know, the Conjuring movies are just like Bible Man. The movie. Like, it's like superhero. I would have Christian to disagree with you that that wasn't the biggest movie I, to come out that year, but I don't want to get yelled at. Well, no, I mean, I'm just, well, I guess probably kills. Halloween Kills was the biggest horror movie. Yeah, it was probably Halloween Kills was probably the biggest one that came out that year. But I'm just saying, Conjuring, those movies are huge. Even those Annabelle movies, which well, are pretty bad. But gosh, that movie just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like. And that's the thing is, like, I really liked the first two Conjurings. I, the second one I've only seen one time, but I, I actually enjoyed that one. I thought it was good. I the first I I hate all the Insidious, and honestly, it's you know, and these are Blum these are Blumhouse movies, yeah. right? So, you you know, you gotta take them for face value. They make money, yeah. right? The kids can go see them because they're PG thirteen. Like my students are constantly up my ass. Miss, did you go see this? And I have to be nice. <laughs> No, I didn't it's see like, it. Fuck your opinions. This movie sucks. Fuck Blumhouse. Like we had a whole argument. I, I was literally going back and forth with one of my students about the new Chainsaw Massacre, and then another girl up in the back of the room. She goes, "Stop talking about that. I haven't seen it yet." I'm like, "You shouldn't be watching it. You're too young." Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time anyway. <laughs> I tell you, that Texas Chainsaw on Netflix. That's better than most of the stuff that came out to theaters. Besides X, I really thought X. Still was need good. to watch it. Oh, X was. Great. Oh, uh, Black X Phone was, is really I good. By the way, too. I, we, I watched that the other day. Black, Black Phone's really good. Um, 
But yeah, this back to I guess Slumber Party Massacre. That was they really dialed up that peeping scene to like back to eleven. Like he was just like at the beginning of the movie where he just like start jerking oh, with off that super the window. Hot guy. <laughs> oh, and he was so ghetto. You he was that super hot. Yeah. You probably used like like, like bubble gum wrappers on his teeth and go like, yo. A lot of my taste in men stems from the type of guys <laughs> my older sister brought home when I was a young teenager. And that's <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is from Texas, the kind isn't of he? Guy that she, and I was like, "Oh, he's cute." And then I was like, "Actually, he's not." And I know why. <laughs> and what's he doing now? Working at a gas station somewhere? No offense to those who work at gas stations, but <laughs> oh my god, no! And that's the thing. Like, I I can't even talk because you look at the oh, guys yeah. I've dated and the the, I mean, all all of the musicians uh, and she artists could, she I've could dated cast in the my hills life, have like, eyes oh, part three. <laughs> I could. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like you're just i go no i go if you can pick up a guitar and sometimes you don't even have to pick fuck. it up like <laughs> just play with your feet no you don't have to do that either <laughs> i know no no you'll get anyway. the tarantino fans going crazy yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so you know i i think that this was a good one for for once a remake and and there's not we've we had an episode on remakes that we've loved and there's there's obviously great ones you know we talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We talk about the Hills of Eyes remake. Like these are really good, solid remakes, right? Yeah, and this is the kind of movie that's but, that's fun for it to be remade because it's not like Slumber Party Massacre is some movie that people hide and like hold, hold in high esteem, you know. And everybody was like, "Oh, how dare you remake yeah. Slumber Party Massacre?" You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, see, the thing is, and I'll I'll keep going back to it because I know a lot of people probably think like how I do sometimes. This movie, it's one of those, like, they remade Slumber Party Massacre, wow, they really didn't, but this is one that they cared about it. They, like, they actually went into it. Uh, we, we Did we go into the third part of this, Not where really. the mom ends up being the killer? At yeah, the we, we touched on it. But. Oh, yeah, no, so, like, that's that's how you structure, like, that's how you do a fucking remake. You change it up from the original. Because um, I was thinking, honestly, this was going to be something like the Martyrs remake. Have you seen the Martyrs remake no. and how fucking horrible that was? I, I'm good. I, no. <laughs> no, because I watched the I watched the old one and I have no desire to watch a remake. Of yeah, that, well, yeah, <laughs> so don't watch here. The American one is so fucking lazy. I forgot about it as soon as I as soon as it was over, I forgot about it. And I just thought about the original one. Like that's that's what I thought like this remake was going to be like, but no, this threw a curveball. I I enjoyed it if you want to enjoy your Saturday night or Isn't something. Is there an inside there remake? Didn't they remake inside? So. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm, because people oh, are, they say, oh, Americans don't want to see people they're, speak they're, French. They're remaking so. it. It hasn't been done yet. But what I think. Ugh. It's not going to be as good as the original. What I think would be really anymore. interesting. I don't know. I have to see if it's available to rent. But um, if we watch the 70s original made for TV version of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, the Guillermo del Toro one with Katie Holmes, that's oh, actually yeah. a really good movie. Oh, no. It's. What is it? It's it's not don't dark. be afraid of the dark. What is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what the one? Okay. Yeah, because my my uncle used to terrorize my mother and just walk around the house yelling, <laughs> and like he would do that in, as an adult. <laughs> my mom would get so upset with him. My uncle Kenny, hey, uncle Kenny, Kenny, shout out to you. He'd be like, <laughs> like, as you know, the little people would be in the house, like fucking with her all day. Well, those stuff. little people were scary in the original one. I know they were scary. And then the new one came out and you're like, okay, well, we can't talk about that. Anyways, we'll talk about that on the episode. That's actually a pretty yeah. good, that's Thank a good, you. that's a good one. Maggie. Actually, you I, can, you can rent do that. It, so, so. We're good. so anyways, um, we're coming up to the end of the episode. As any final thoughts? Oh, before we go, which one is? I, I think that we all know what our what one we prefer more. Than I prefer the, the original. I mean, okay, and look at the Mikey, what do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Doug. What would you, what uh, do you prefer? It's hard. Okay, so I gotta say, I love the original one. I love it because it probably smells like a seventy-year-old granny's house, <laughs> and it just it's just that aesthetic of the killer. So I love the original one. But the remake was more entertaining, and the reason I say that is because I watched it with Yahira, who has never seen the original one or the remake. And when I watched it back to back with her, we had more fun on the on the remake. Like it was just much more entertaining. And then like just seeing her like go through the like <gasps> like the initial shock of like the two twists, uh, you know, and it's like oh we want to kill him, and then you find out that the mom is like supporting. Like, like I, I think that was more fun to watch because Yahira was a little bored. Like because the original Slumber Party Massacre, once you get about fifteen minutes in uh, after the initial like school stuff. Then it's like forty minutes of the yeah. girls just kind of meandering around. It does drag. And kill every now and then. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I, I, I think for, it just 
it feels kind of cozy. The, the original one over the, the new one. I mean, I, 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 was, I was pleasantly surprised with the remake. Um, I kind of was like, uh, this will probably be trash, but who cares? It's sci-fi, you know? Um, well, it blew me away. That was the biggest thing for me. Like, it, it surprised me. Yeah. I, I was surprised how, how well uh, that, that TV movie was. Sure. And I'm just like, yeah. man, this is really fucking good. Adrian, which one did you prefer? Well, the one that I, I guess, I, I do like the old one. I like them both. But if I'm going to watch it again... I do like the ambiance of the old one, just just because I think it's a little bit scarier than the newer one. Yeah. Well, the one thing is, I'm like... I'm not really scared when I watch the new one, I guess. The girls so. in the original, it's like, you could just leave the house, right? You know that? In this one, it's like, well, they oh, got the woods so around them. But there was, I think the, the coolest kill in the remake was the one where the girl's, like, fixing the car, and mm-hmm. she gets her hair stuck in the fan because the mom, like, shoves the girl's head into the car engine. Like, that was a great yeah. kill. Oh, that the was the guy kill. kill. Like the that kills in the good, remake yeah. were, are, are really good. The guy, the first yeah. guy kill with yeah. the drill to the face, that one was awesome. And some of them are, some of them are even CGI, and you can tell, but they were still good. Like when mm-hmm. he gets the girl through the throat and the yeah. thing. There's also the but, shower you know, scene. I just for a sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, you know, camel toe. Oh yeah, and he's that reciproc- that reciprocating yeah. saw right through his yep. chest, right through the heart, if you will, the heart tattoo. Oh, with the heart, because he's like, I have a girlfriend. Oh, I like, know. Who fucking cares, boo? We didn't have to. <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> so I just, um, you know, I, 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 as far as scariness goes, I, I think the old one is a little scarier, but this one was quite effective and did a great job and so for a remake a solid remake for a fucking made for tv remake you know what i think it's it's the slashers podcast approval in my opinion and we all love it i'm not asking jay because i'm sure he'll hate it but that's that's jake so (laughs) well i like it you know me i I love b movies and stuff but yeah this this one uh this one won me over and i would i had zero expectations so let that be a grain of salt for you listeners out there Okay, well, we are coming up at the end of the episode, everybody. So, with that, Mikey, where can you get our swag from? Where, If you wanted to buy a shirt with our name across your titties, where would you find that? If you wanted a t-shirt or a coffee mug or a mouse pad thing or a button or a sticker or a hat or something in between, you could always go to redbubble.com slash slasherspod and look at all the merchandise we have available. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And Jason, Jason, if you want to support My us monetarily, fans. where would we uh, go? We have a Patreon page with uh, all sorts of tiers that you can help us uh, you know, keep the lights on here at, at Slashers Podcast. It's going to be Slashers Podcast at patreon.com or patreon.com slashers podcast. I'm sorry. I did that <laughs> reverse. Um, but lots of tears that you it's can okay. do, uh, and we appreciate all the help you could possibly give us. Keep the keep the lights on. All right, and Doug, Doug, if we want more of Doug and Yahira and all of their half naked glory, where could we find y'all at? Well, on <laughs> Brazzers dot. Well, okay. <laughs> um, so you can go to if you have a Roku, uh, download B Movie TV. It's a free streaming channel. Uh, they show a bunch of great B movies. I'm on. I host Friday Night Action. Uh, Fridays at 8 p.m. We always show like a pretty crazy movie. Um, Yahira and Jake are on Saturdays at 10 p.m. for Saturday Night Tears. They fluctuate um, between whatever episode it is. Then we have Grandpa Oats Sundays at 10 p.m. Um, and then we also have uh, you know there's little commercials for Slasher's Pod and Damn That's Scary that that come on in between um, the commercials and stuff. And the movie I've been working on tirelessly. And if for you video people, you can see the bags under the bags under the bags of my eyes. But I'm working on Trash Juice. And um, everyone's in this movie. Jason, I, I didn't get you in this one, unfortunately. It's cool. But, I'll, get, uh, I'll get the next round. <laughs> yeah, but AIDS in there, and you could check out the trailer. So go to YouTube.com uh, and type in Trash Juice 2022, and you can watch the trailer for there. And our lovely Aid is there playing uh, San Pedro news reporter Mia T. <laughs> Curtains. Um, and, and Mikey's in the movie, too, but we haven't got to shooting your um, special scenes yet. So you, basically, you, you'll notice the scenes that you're supposed to be Ooh. in with me. You play my brother in the movie. Um, we, we had to like cut close so we don't see the other character. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, trash juice, that's going to be playing out. Um, it's, we're, we're going to find some streaming things. I have, I did get a message from a uh, pretty prolific distributor one of my favorites. So we'll hopefully something comes from that, but I don't want to say anything now because I don't want to jinx myself. But, um, yeah. yeah, if you guys are in the area, so San Pedro, um, at the Terrace Cinemas, October 12th, you can buy your tickets online, uh, lividmedia.com. 
uh, Trash Juice and the other movie that I'm in, uh, like Father Like Daughter, they'll be playing October 12th at 7 to 10 p.m. So it's a really sleazy, gory double feature. Um, so, yeah, you can see most of all of us here, and Jake's editing the Mikey scene. So it, it's a big collaborative project, and I'm very happy that you know we're all uh, working on this. So it's a big labor of love, and everyone's put in hard blood, sweat, tears, cum, jizz, and pussy juice into this movie all of the bodily fluids and like i know I'm i was just thinking because like, i really want to go so <laughs> uh, i would so love fun to have you guys out there that would be fun good well, well we're gonna stay with you and you hire us so you yeah go ahead couch we, got, ready. we got an inflatable mattress so. <laughs> i'll do that thing i'll Mr. do that P's thing where adrian's here. laying on one and side Mr. of the mattress P. and i'll jump on the other side and shoot her out the window oh <laughs> uh, yeah do a jackass thing <laughs> Oh my god, okay. But yeah, so we have a lot of fun stuff coming for y'all um, coming up, so we're ho- we're so excited for the rest of the year. Anything you want to hear, just go ahead and hit us up. If you are on Patreon.com, please make sure you join our Discord, and you can just talk shit to us on there as well. And with that, I just want to say on behalf of Mikey, Doug, and Jason, goodbye, Adios, and mother. good die.